0: Welcome and thank you for listening to our Sunday broadcast. Join us as we receive from the incorruptible seed of the Word of God today from Pastor Robert Jackson of Word of Faith Worship Center in Concord, North
1: Carolina. Okay, we are back here and uh, live here in Morsel, Word of Faith Worship Center. And uh, we're getting ready to step back into our message. Uh, the Lord gave me this message probably back uh, about three months back in twenty twenty one and uh I don't know if I finish it today but our theme pretty much the Lord'll give me a theme for the year for our church, for our particular body, and uh I think it'll bless you. Uh it's out of the book of Job, Job chapter forty two, verse ten. And our theme is double for your trouble. And it wasn't so much as the trouble in my life, it was like in our life, it was the years twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. You know, and those were year uh a lot of trouble in our lives in the church personally uh i thank god for uh, our audio video team for uh, wayne uh, joining us back in 2020 Uh, he leads our he has the uh he does our music for us on the piano along with our praise team but uh, we came a long way we stepped out in 2020 and started doing uh drive-in services with our iphones and if you would go back and watch some of our youtube videos you can tell we came a long way in a short time, and God has blessed us with the ability, with the wisdom, with the equipment, and we're just going to go further. You know, uh, don't never get don't don't get complacent. At home is not where you need to be. When the body of Christ, when when we come together, we're supposed to come together and gather. But in circumstances like this, we're going to use every tool available that we can preach the gospel. Preach the word of faith to the world and make people know that Jesus is good. He, Our Father is good and Jesus is alive. And, he's, and if you got trouble, he's the answer for your trouble. So uh, let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the word today. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. You are the teacher of the church. And Lord, say through me today what you want to say. Do what you want to do today. Manifest your glory and your power. To all those that have ears to hear today, Lord, touch them in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, uh, like I say, this came out of Job 42.10, but before then, I want to remind you of a scripture, uh, Ephesians 3, verses 13 and 14, Paul said, Brethren, I count myself to apprehend but this one, one thing, say one thing, I do, forget those things which are behind and reach forth to those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus, and that's what I want us to focus on through this theme double for your trouble i want you to forget about the past i want you to forget about 20 and 2020 and 2021 and focus on this one thing 2022 this is what we need to do and it's believe god for a year of double you know the devil's not going to give you double but god will give you double for your trouble if you'll trust god and know that he's he's the good part and the devil brings all the trouble uh, uh the reference scripture came from uh, Job forty two ten. 42 it says and the lord Turned the captivity of Job. And there's some there's some key points in this scripture. It says the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And uh, you need to underline that. You need to mark that, make a note of that, that you need to be praying for those that are despisingly using you, cursing you. You need to pray for those. Because in doing that, God's able to bless you. Uh, and also, the Lord gave Job twice, double, as much as he had before. And... Uh, Mark eleven twenty five to twenty six bears witness of this scripture that uh, Jesus talked about you know, when you when you believe in your heart when you uh, those things you desire when you pray believe you receive them and you shall have them. But it says, but when you stand praying, forgive. That's the, toward the end of the prayer. A lot of times we like to get the, the first part of the scripture, but we don't like that last part that says, and when you stand praying, forgive. Why do you forgive? Because unforgiveness in our hearts will keep your prayers from being answered. So oftentimes we get offended and we get hurt, and if you do that, you get offended, and that unforgiveness it, it can it can build up in your heart, and it can make your heart hard. And your ears I'm talking about your spirit ears. And if they get hard, then you can't hear what God's saying, and then you, you're not in faith, and then you're not going to see the you're not going to see that double in your life that He wants to bring to you. So make sure this year. That you, You're going to have plenty of opportunities, I can guarantee, you to pray for those <laughs> that are cursing you and persecuting you and saying all evil because of the, the witness you have of Jesus Christ. But that's okay. Uh, you know that uh, God is good. And if you don't, stick around. We're going to teach you something about how, how good God is. Uh, I'm just summarizing what we've been through. This is part three. Uh, I'm just going to summarize real quick. I talked about what is trouble. The definition of trouble, according to Webster's Dictionary, Says it is the quality or state of being troubled, especially mentally, and to have public unrest or disturbance. And I like this. Trouble is being disturbed, <laughs> distressed, and difficulties. There are a lot of D's there. And look at there, you know, three Ds, but and I talked about this that what is the one person or one spirit mean? you know, that his name starts with a D, and his middle name is Trouble. Right, I'll give you the answer. His name is the devil. His name starts with the D. That's where trouble originates from him, and we talked about where where does trouble originate? Where did it originate? And we went to Genesis to the beginning, and uh, I'm not going to read chapter three. Uh, we talked, we read chapter three uh, last week, but I still want to come back and where we left off and make a couple points here. But you need to go and read chapter three of Genesis, and uh, but I want us to focus on verse one. Let me read verse one here. Uh, Genesis three, verse one says, now the serpent was more cunning and talk about the snake than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And the snake said to the woman, has God indeed said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So in verse one, we can see that where does trouble originate? When we begin to question what God has said, see the the snakes making Eve question what God had said, and you got to understand she should have went back to Adam because she was not actually out. Uh, they were not separated as two individuals like when God spoke about this to Adam. So Adam heard from God with his physical ears and with his spiritual ears. So that's where the woman it says, that two of you, how can two of you walk together except we be agreed? We got to re- we got to be agreed on this thing." So. Uh, that's your first point if you're making notes. Is when we get in trouble, it's when we question what God has said instead of just simply trust and believe that what He said is good, it's right, He's just, and He's faithful. Uh, but if you don't, trouble's knocking at your door. And that's pretty much where I ended last Sunday, so that's where we're picking up today. So let's look in verse number two Genesis 3, verses 2. And the woman replied to the snake, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, now this is Eve speaking, God has said, we shall not eat it, nor shall we touch it, lest we die. Now my second point I want to make, talk about trouble, where it originates and why. We can see that Eve added to what God has said. We don't need to add to this Bible, we don't need to add to or take away from it, we need to take it at value, at truth value, and we will be blessed. Because Eve went on to say, uh, she said, God has said, Eve added to what God said when she said she couldn't even touch the fruit. God didn't say that. God said, you shall not eat it. He didn't say nothing about touching it, but, you know, Eve wanted to add add to that. And that's not what God said in Genesis 2, 16 through 17. So when we tack religious traditions, this is when we add to the word of God. We think we add our opinion instead of we add what the scriptures, you know, how do you rightly divide the scriptures? By other scriptures, that's how you rightly divide the word of God. So we don't need to add anything to it. That becomes a tradition. And that the Bible says that makes the word of God of no effect. God cannot lie. And if he hasn't said it, he's not responsible for it. Therefore, he's not going to be the answer to it, to a lie. And that's where we fail the test. See, Eve assessed whether touching the fruit would kill her and said in Genesis 3, 6, when there was no adverse effect, she said, well, I touched it. I didn't die, so let's just go ahead and eat it. See, she added to, and God didn't say that, uh, and she was emboldened to eat that fruit. She first broke her tradition, and then she was emboldened to break God's commandment. So we must reject tradition and keep the absolutes of God's word absolute. Amen. That was note note number two in talking about where, where does trouble originate and why. Now let's look at verse four. And then we might move on from the beginning here a little bit further. In verse 4, after he said this, And then the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die. So here we go. Here's the, here's the main one. A, another example of where trouble comes from. Trouble comes when we take advice from other people that lie and tell us not the truth. Now we're starting to bring doubt. And and we're going to make the Scripture say what we want it to say especially about the Bible. Anybody ever had those friends that said, oh, you know, a little bit of this ain't going to hurt you, a little bit of that ain't going to hurt you, you know, it, it'll be okay. That's deception. You know, they might say, you know, it's okay that a, you know, that a man can marry a man and a woman can marry a woman and we can just live together. It doesn't know. What does the Bible say? What has God said? If you want to be blessed, if you want to have double for your trouble, you've got to just go to the Word of God and just... Submit to that and then you will be blessed and God can bless you abundantly. Uh, They've probably never heard uh, Psalms chapter 15. I want to read this to you. King David here speaking right in the Psalm. It says, Who shall abide in your tabernacle, O Lord? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness. Sounds like Job here. He was upright before the Lord and speaks the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a, a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honors them that fear the Lord. He that swears to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doth these things shall never be moved. And that's a good scripture to live by. And that was Psalms chapter 15. You know, David had David had experienced a lot of trouble in his life. And I think if he was right now, he would say, uh, it wasn't God, it was me. I was the one that was deceased. I was the one that shouldn't have been where I should have been on a lot of occasions and it cost David dearly. But you know what? We'll get to this a little bit later. David repented. David had a heart for the Lord. And that that changes a lot of things in your life. So if you're disturbed, you're watching this program today, you're disturbed, you're in distress, or you're having difficulty... Don't leave. Uh, Our power is not going to go out. We're going to move on in through this this teaching talking about double for your trouble this year. And a lot of times the theme, I pretty much, I usually end up ministering that whole month, three Sundays out of January, talking about the theme. But through the year, that's what I want you to focus on is believing God for double for any area of your life. Uh, we're We're not expecting trouble. You don't have to expect it. It's going to be there. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble, tribulation. But he said, be a good cheer because Jesus has overcome this world system and he did it by the written word. He did it by faith in his father and he left us an example that we can follow because of his sacrifice. So if you're disturbed, distressed, or having difficulty uh, and in trouble, just say, thanks be to God who has given us the victory over this trouble by Jesus Christ, by sending us Jesus. God knew we was going to be in trouble and right there in that garden, when he was bringing down judgment there, he said, I'm going to I'm gonna send the seed of the woman that's going to bruise the head of the serpent, which that's the devil. He's already, the devil is defeated. Jesus defeated him. And all we got to do is is do what Jesus says. Say yes to Jesus in every area of our life. And you will get doubly blessed. Uh, and since that uh, Job 42.10, the, the theme is kind of based in that. I will give you a little, uh, just a little background of Job, of the book of Job. You might have heard, maybe not have heard. I didn't. You know, when I was a baby Christian get started reading the Bible, I thought it was the book of Job. I said, well, I, under, I understand this. I've always been a hard worker, but it's the book of Job as a person. Uh, most Bible, Bible scholars believe that the time in which the book of Job or Job lived was probably before the time of Moses. It's considered to be one of the oldest uh, books of the Bible, but not in chronological order. So since there since He was probably before the time of Moses. And since the reason we say that is because since there is not a a single reference in the book of Job about the law of the Lord, about the law that that Moses brought. And scholars also believe that this took place before the time of Abraham because there's no mention of anything suggesting God's covenant uh, to his people in the book, to the children of Israel. So the book of Job is especially important, but it's a book that's very oftentimes misunderstood. People often quote as a truth passages from the book of Job and his three friends that the Lord said were wrong. And if you'll just look in Job 42.7, Job chapter 42, look there. It's that's that's already laid out in my Bible. Somebody marked that for me. In the book of Job chapter 42.7, this is what God said. About Job and his three friends. Job forty two, seven, God says, and it, and so it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz, this is one of the, the one of those three friends, the Temanite, My wrath got other no words, God saying, I'm I'm angry at you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right. And that's something I told the Lord when I started, when I knew he called me, I said, Lord, I want to say to the people what's right. Uh, I want to make sure I, I tell you what the Scripture says, and not what I believe, but what Jesus said is the truth, and that's what God's saying here. He says I'm angry with you because you haven't been telling Job what's right, and uh, and He says now therefore take for yourselves seven bulls, seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. Here we go back into Mark 11, talking about when you stand, when you stand, believe and pray, when you stand, pray. And forgive, and uh, the Lord's telling him, you need to go to my friend. You need to go to Job, and you need to take an offering, a sacrifice. And he said, "For I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has." Uh, so the the reliable parts of this story are the, the reliable parts that we can uh, look at, and you and you need to understand are the three chapters, Job 1, 2, and Job chapter 42. The six chapters that Elihu spoke, that's Job 32 through 37, and the four chapters that God spoke, 38 through 41, certainly there was some truth in these things that Job and his three friends spoke, but there was also a lot of error that they spoke about the Lord. So we need to use judgment when, when quoting scriptures, when we read anything. Don't take it out of context. Uh, it's true, it is true what Job and his three friends said about God in the Bible, but it was not the truth about God. It's true they said it, but it's not true what they were saying about God. If you read chapter 42, God shows up and says, I'm, I'm going to tell you about me, Job. I'm going to tell you who I am. And God himself spoke in chapter 39 to the end of the book, And rebukes them all, except there was one, Elihu, which was the youngest, who sat there and listened to all these accusations. And then he spoke up, and God said, he spoke what was right about me. For he did not uh, rebuke Elihu. So, double for your trouble. What is trouble? We talked about where it originated, what it is. And just briefly here, I want to show you a few troubles of Job. Now, these were major troubles. Uh, Job chapter 1. Let's go back to Job chapter 1. Now, there's a lot of troubles that he had, but I picked out. This was the main thing. Job lost all his children, and he lost everything that he owned. Job 1, chapter 1, verses 13 through 22. It says, There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house, and a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. Uh, when the Sabaeans raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you, Job. And while he was yet speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And while he was yet speaking, another one came also to him and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away, yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. My God, trouble, showing up one after another, wave after wave, hitting Job. And while he was yet speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on all the young people, and they are all dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. And here's Job. And Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped. You know, we just had Wayne lead us through some worship through our offering. When you don't know what to do, I can tell you, first thing you need to do is just worship the Lord. Because that's where your victory is getting ready to come from. And he worshipped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return the Lord gives and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with what was wrong. Job didn't understand what all this happened, but he knew the first thing he had to do, first things first, that he had to bow down and he had to worship God because he knew that God was for him. And uh, that's pretty bad. Now the next trouble Job had, he lost his children, lost all that he owned. And you got to understand Job was the richest man in all of the East. So now Job is the poorest man in all of the East. He's lost everything. His family, everything that he owned, except for his property, but he's lost everything. He's lost his income. Now let's look in Job, slip over to chapter 2, a few pages there. The next thing Job lost is he lost his health. You know, the Bible says, I believe it's 3rd John 2, beloved. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. So if you got all the riches in the world and you're sick in your body, you're not truly prospering. See, God wants you to prosper spirit, soul, and body. So now he's lost everything he owned, but now here comes his body, his health. And in Job chapter 2, uh, it says, And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. Where would he be going? To and fro he was cursed, the devil was cursed and uh, he's just a cursed being now after the fall and the Lord said to Satan from where do you come and Satan answered from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth in it and the Lord said to Satan have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth a blameless and upright man one who fears God and shuns evil and still he holds fast to his integrity you need to say integrity Job had integrity and uh he still holds fast to his integrity, although you, you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hands, the devil talking, stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will surely curse you to his face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, he's in your hand, but spared his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful bowls from the sole of his foot to the crown of his feet. So so much that Job took a potsherd and was scraping to try to ease the pain. And here we go. Here's Job's wife. Now he lost all of his kids and his family and everything on, but he still had his wife. You would hope he would have some support from his wife. So his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Why don't you just curse God and die? Don't do that. That's not wisdom. But Job said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not also accept adversity? In all this, Job did and did not sin with his lips. Now that's a lot of trouble, but I want us to focus on his integrity. Job didn't know a lot. He didn't understand what was going on, but he loved God and he knew he had integrity he wasn't going to let go of God. Let's just flip over to Job 13. Now you need to go back and you need to read this book. Take you a week or two and just read to the book of Job and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding and don't make no assumptions until you get to the end of the book uh, because it goes into detail of what his friend said while all this happened to Job. But Job chapter 13, verses 15, talking about the integrity of Job uh, Job 13, 15. Job said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. Now, Job trusted God regardless. Now, I want you to point out in that verse, Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. That Job spoke was good. He spoke what was good, that was right. But then he came back and said, even so, I will defend my own ways before him. See, this is where pride came in. The second part of of, of verse 15, Job didn't say good. In other words, he he was talking about my ways are okay. I'm I'm going to defend my own ways. I think Elvis sang a song that talked about uh, uh, my way. Maybe Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. Don't do it your way. Do it God's way. Because God's way is the right way. In this, Job was wrong. But he he trusted God regardless. And then the next topic I want us to talk about is the key to your victory, the key to double for your trouble, is go ahead and turn to the book, chapter 42 of the book of Job. Job 42, verses 1 through 6. It says, Then Job, this is after God rebuked and, and pretty much revealed himself to Job. Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered. This is Job. Therefore, I have uttered, but I did not understand. The Bible says, be swift to hear and slow to speak. If you don't understand it, just don't give your opinion. Get into the Word. Ask the Holy Spirit. Get you some good counsel. So Job said, I, did, I spoke things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know, listen please and let me speak you said i will question you and you shall answer me i have heard of you by the hearing of the ear but now my eyes in other words job's got some revelation revelation is when the light comes on i see you therefore i abhor myself and i repent you need to say repent i repent in dust and ashes this is when job was getting ready to get dull this is when the victor was coming it's when Job repented from what he said. If, if, if you know you're wrong, admit you're wrong, ask for your forgiveness, and then get up and go on, and God is there to bless you. And that was the main thing, that Job had a heart for the Lord. His head was wrong, but his heart was right. And uh, just some uh, talking about double for your trouble, here's, here's some prophetic words that Job spoke. Even in his adversity, in his misery, if your integrity, if your heart is right, God will still anoint your tongue to speak forth your victory. Job said in verse in chapter 9, 32 through 33, Job said, I need somebody that understands me and understands God. After all his friends were talking about some stuff here, Job said, I need somebody who can put his hand on him, put his hand on him and put his hand on me. Job was pleading to the father that we need an advocate, an intercessor. How could Job know and say this? It was the anointing. It was the Spirit of God that came upon Job, speaking through all his pain and calling for mercy. And Job quotes this again in, in verses chapter 16, verse 21. He says it again, and the Bible says, out of, out of the mouth of two witnesses, and, and Job witnessed twice that he was asking God for help. I need help. I need somebody to explain, to show me the Father. Uh, and that's what Jesus did. Is Job was prophesying. Our help it comes from the Lord it came from the father it came through Jesus so you might ask well what was the reason for Job's trouble I've had to understand and I've had this message to me but I didn't want to tell you at the beginning I want you to see some of this but why did all this happen why was the devil allowed and you got to understand in the Old Testament we didn't have Jesus we didn't have the blood we didn't have the cross Job really didn't even know there was a spiritual being named the devil. He just believed everything good came from God and, and everything evil came from God. And he had no antidote. He had no answer because he didn't have the covenant. He didn't have the promise. He didn't have the blood that was shed, but he had God. And God would not allow the devil to do but so much to him because of his unbelief. God is a God of mercy. And he spared his life and he gave him double for all his trouble. But I want to show you why Job got in this situation. Two two verses here, or two chapters that you need to underline and put this in your Bible. Job, let me put close here. Job chapter 1. Let's go back here a minute. Sorry if all these papers are sounding kind of sensitive to the microphone, but we'll be back in our sanctuary next Sunday and we won't have all these difficulties. Job chapter 1, the reason for Job's trouble. Job chapter 1, verse 5. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify. Job's praying for his family. Sanctify means he was putting his family apart, sanctifying them. And Job would rise up early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of his children. For Job said, he said something. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and curse God in their hearts. This Job did every morning before he was saying bad things about. He was he was thinking them, and the Bible says that as a man thinks his, his heart, he shall be. As you speak it in your heart, thinking in your heart, it's coming out your mouth, and that's what Job was doing. He was speaking all this doubt and unbelief, and he was seeing it come to pass. Now, then go to Job. That's one scripture. Now go to Job chapter three. If you need to mark these, highlight these in your Bible. Job chapter 3, verses 25 and 26, talking about you want double for your trouble. If you don't want trouble, extra trouble, don't be uh, saying things that you, you have no understanding. And Job chapter 3, verses 25, Job said, For the thing I have greatly feared has come upon me when all this destruction came. And what I dreaded, see there's fear and dread, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Why did it come? Why did it happen? Because Job believed it in his heart and he kept speaking it out of his mouth. And what did he do? He put the devil, he gave the devil access into that hedge that God had been protecting him. And the devil, he's not that smart. I said, he's not that smart. He had, Job had, Job had been in the devil's hand for many, many, for, for a long time. But now he just found out I got some access. And, uh, so there's where Job's trouble originated because he lived in fear and dread that bad things were on the horizon. Instead of just living in the blessing, trusting God every day and just thanking God with a grateful heart. of my, uh, Thank God of your family. Call those things like Abraham. And like I say, this is written before Abraham. Call those things that be not as though they are. So we're not in Job's situation. we got a new covenant with better promises. I'm talking about us, the church. We're not in Job's situation. We know the devil. We know his tactics. We know our enemy. If you don't, you need to get in the book. Jesus will show you. Get, in, get into the Gospels. Don't study the devil. Study Jesus, because if you know Jesus, you won't fall for the lies of the devil. Because Jesus is the He's the way. He's the truth, and He's the life. And uh, we know the devil, and He's the author of death and problems. First John two one tells us of that. And I want us to first John two one. I tell you what, let's just read it. I didn't got it written down, but I. First John. I might skip that and get on to. First one. 1 John. First 1 John two. Thank you, Jesus. First John two. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. There's what Job was praying for. I need somebody who can put his hand on God and put his hand on me. And we have an advocate. Who? We have an advocate with the Father through Jesus Christ, the righteous. So see, we have an intercessor. You call on the name of Jesus and he pleads your case before the Father. And he gives us the victory. And also in Hebrews 3, 1, See, we're in a better place. We have a better covenant than Job had. Hebrews 3.1 says, By our words we shall be justified, and by our words we shall be condemned. See, Job didn't understand, but he was condemning his own. He was writing his history by what he was praying every day. And Job did not know this, but we do. We have a better covenant based on better promises, sealed, you didn't say sealed, by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus sealed the deal. Amen. We got a sweet deal, if you want to say it that way. And then by two things, say two, this is year twenty twenty-two, by two things, we always will always cause you to overcome in this earth, in this cursed earth. And they are, talking about the church, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony on that blood, on that covenant. See you need, you need to when the devil's coming against you, you need to remind him of the covenant that you have that Jesus gave, say it's written. I'm blessed. I'm the head. I'm the tail. I'm above. I'm not beneath. And then God is able to get in there and doubly bless what you say. He'll bless the words out of your mouth. That's Revelations uh, 12, verses 11, if you're making notes there. Hallelujah. So you got some good news today. If you got trouble, we're giving you some answers. So my, my people at church would say, man, Pastor's on the last page. I think we're going to conclude uh, this teaching out of the book of Job as we come to a conclusion here I says as we come to a conclusion thank you Jesus, thank you Father thank you Lord I mentioned this and I'll mention it again anything you read the Word of God, commentaries make sure you take it back to the Word because you can't just read a few chapters in the book of Job or any book and make a conclusion <laughs> you know I'm not going to mention names here but I've got some kids that I know that a lot of times, uh, and I did the same thing when I was in school, I would read the beginning of the book, and then I would read the end of the book, the summary, and I would make a book report, and I didn't read nothing in the middle. And most of the times, you can get by on ad-libbing and making up some things, but if you've got a teacher who's going to give you some mercy and grace, but if you got somebody that knows you didn't read the book, but see, that's not good, because I might have passed the test, but I didn't learn a thing, because all that stuff in the middle, see, uh, in the Bible, chapters 1 and chapters 2, And at the end of your Bible, the last two chapters, that's how this thing started and how it's going to end. And all those chapters in between is all the trouble, all the mess. But you need to know about that because you need to know what people did in in their trouble to get the victory. Because we're down here in this cursed earth, but we are different. We're not alone like Job thought he was alone. We're not alone. And and Job wasn't alone. Job just, just didn't understand the power that was coming out of his mouth. But we do. We have a, a whole book of the New Covenant. Jesus and, and the, the writings of the Apostle Paul and Peter and all the disciples and apostles gave us understanding. Plus, we got the Holy Ghost. We're not alone. We've been baptized and filled with the power of, of, of God. We got the Holy Ghost on the inside. So read the entire book of Job and ask the Lord, for, or any book, and ask the Lord as you as you read and study His Word for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, who God the Father through Jesus. I want to know Jesus. Show me the Father. So this is the most common book of the Bible. Most Christians and non-Christians give reference to when they're having problems in their life. They say, well, what about Job? You know, you know, Job lost everything. And, and he said, blessed be the name the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And I mentioned this. I like that scripture, but I say it this way. The Lord giveth, he gives me all good things and he takes away all the bad stuff out of my life. He don't take away things out from me. He don't take things from me. He takes bad things away from me. He doesn't come and, and, and destroy my life or make things rough on me. That's the devil, and you need to know he's your enemy. And uh, But one thing I want to leave you with, the book of Job. Uh, I like what I heard Pastor Keith Moore. He was teaching on the book of Job, and he's been in the ministry probably 35, 40-plus years. He pastors two churches. Uh, he was talking about people asking him, talking about the book of Job, they said, why did all this bad stuff, and you know, what about Job and, and his situation? And Keith said, the question he asked God for years as a minister and as a as a Christian, Keith was asking, why did all these bad things happen to Job? Why? Why, Lord, why? And you know, everything the Lord did, and you know, after, after everything the Lord did, revealed to Job, and chapters 39 through 42, God revealed some things to Job of who God was and how powerful God was. And Job, you don't know this, but I'm telling you this, God did not tell Job why this happened. Why all these bad things happened. And this is what the Lord told Keith. As Keith was asking, going before the Lord many years, and the Holy Spirit revealed this truth to Keith, and I, I take it to be true, but the Lord told Pastor Keith the question when we don't know when when bad things happen, the question is not to ask why, but the real question needs to be what do you do, what do I do, when we don't know why? And that's our integrity. Is though, Job said, though you slay me, yet will I praise you. See, he didn't understand God was not the one slaying it, but he knew God was his answer. So don't, you know, you're going to have plenty of opportunities that people around you, yourself, uh, are going to, have some grief, going to have trouble, but the main thing is when they're in that situation and they and they call on their friends, they call on you to come pray, to come minister to them. That's not the time to open up the Bible and say, well, you know why all this is happening to you. You know, da 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 da. da. No, that's the time you might you may want to just be silent and hug them and love them because what they need is they need your comfort. They don't need they don't need the, uh, the King James quoted to them. They need you to know that you love them, and forgive them, and you're here with them, and God will deliver them. Uh, and there's a way out of this. Know this, that God, God is not the accuser of the brethren. God is not the one being tested with evil. We are. We're the one that's being tested. And if, we've, if we've studied the book, like Paul told Timothy, to study Timothy to show yourself approved, it will pass the test. The test ain't coming from God. The test is coming from the devil. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you know the word of God, you've got the victory through Christ Jesus. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith in what Jesus has given us. He gave us his faith to overcome. So that's the question. That's the answer is you are an overcomer. And don't be an accuser because the devil wants to use you just like he used Job's three friends They started out bringing comfort to Job. They sat there for, I think uh, think the Bible says, maybe three to six days and didn't say nothing, just listened to all Job's grief. But then they started letting the devil use their mouths to condemn Job and to blame Job. Where they were there, the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. Jesus came to give us life, not to destroy us. And so we need to be the ones that are there to bring life into situations of even our enemies. You know, we're supposed to love the brother, but Jesus said, truly, you're operating in love. is when you love your enemies, those that are cussing you and, and persecuting you. That's when we step out as the church. So will we have the integrity that Job had in these end days and these last days when we're seeing all these things happening before our eyes? Are we going to have this integrity that Job had and not blame God or curse God or not blame those around us? Don't, don't, be the, don't play the blame game like Adam and Eve. Just play... The, the the victory game put your faith in Jesus say what Jesus said we need to believe and know that God is good I said that God is good that's when you get double for your ble- double for your troubles when you say God I don't understand this but you're good. Goodness all, every good and every perfect gift comes down from you the Father of lights from above and when you know that and say that and release that release your faith that's when it's going to manifest there's always going to be situations in life that we will not know why or we'll have the answer to but but Pastor, you're supposed to know all the answers. No, I know Jesus. <laughs> that doesn't mean I, I know the answer at the time, but I know Jesus. And sometimes you're not gonna I'm not gonna have every answer for you. You're gonna have to seek Jesus. And and, and the answer is gonna be revealed to you. Why? Because only you and Jesus can get the victory. I can help you. I can I can pray for you, anoint you, and, and take some uh, authority over the devil, but you've got to get down on your knees and you've got to make a commitment to Jesus. You gotta say yes to Jesus and uh but we're always going to have those situations in life that we're not going to have the answer to but we do know this and this is what i want you to know this year and forever is that god is good and i can hear my people in the church god is good all the time and all the time god is good and he is for us all the time why because love never fails i said love never fails Man, I bet my people saying, man, Pastor wants to get done. We just had to send him home more often. He finished up that, that series. So uh, at this time I want to pray for you. Uh, if you got some prayer requests, you can send me an email. You can send a comment there on Facebook Live. I'll look over them, reply to you today. But the main thing is take it before the Lord. We're here to agree with you. But you get in your word and you get in and, and you, you spend time in the word and, and commune with the Holy Spirit. And and God has the answer. And His will for you is good. And He doesn't want us to suffer. Jesus suffered and became sin so that we could become blessed down here in this earth. But I'll ask you this, if you're listening and you never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you don't know why all this trouble in your life, the main thing is put your faith in Jesus. Call upon the Lord. If you're not sure that you're saved, if if you breathed your last breath today, if you would see heaven or... There is a hell, and the only way, the only thing that keeps you from hell, is not knowing Jesus. And I would say to you today, and pray for you today, that believe Romans 10, 8 through 10 talks about if you'll believe in your heart that Jesus, if God raised Him from the dead. If you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that He is Lord, the Bible says you'll be saved. If you put, you don't have to understand salvation, you just need to believe and trust that Jesus is God's son and He came out here for you. He died and He bled for you. If you put your faith in Him, you say yes to Him today, that He'll say yes to you forever. In your life, it doesn't mean you won't have trouble, but He'll get you out of the trouble and He'll doubly bless you after the trouble and continue on. And, and you'll have less trouble. You can walk above situations. So let me pray for you today. If you need prayer, send us prayer request. And just know that God is for you. He's not against you. And He is omnipresent. Even though you're locked, we're we're snowbound and locked in right now, God is locked in with us. And I tell you what, He sends the rain, He sends the snow on the, on the the righteous, on the just and the unjust. And so He sent Jesus to bring us back to a relationship with Him. And one day, I think we're going to look out here and we're going to see snow. Uh, when, when Jesus comes back and puts everything right, I think we're going to see snow mountains, but I don't think it's even going to be cold. I think we could walk on it barefooted and not even be cold. But I'll just... That's just my opinion. There's going to be some great things God has got in store for us. And I I love all seasons. I love spring, summer, winter, and fall. The main thing is I love Jesus. And He loves you too. If you call upon Him, He'll come and He'll he'll inhabit your praise and your your dwelling place and your community. And He'll change your life. So Father, I just thank You right now. I pray for all those watching, all those that will watch this in the future right now, Lord. That if they call on You today, Father, that they would get into a good church. That they would confess You before men. That, that Lord, that and the Holy Spirit, I just thank you right now for sealing the deal with them. that they called out to you, that Lord, and, and I pray that they get into a good church, a church, Lord, that believes in the and believes in salvation, believes in the blood, believes in the power, believes in the the gifts of the Spirit, that they would walk free in this earth. And Lord, we just thank you for that right now, Father. Just like you led me and my wife and my family to a to a pastor, to a to a shepherd that was there to feed the sheep and bring them life father i just thank you for everybody watching or that they will have life minister to them that they will get into that right place get into a church and then grow with that church and be a blessing father god and help that pastor fulfill the vision i just speak life i speak health of all those that are dealing with sickness right now god is not your problem the devil tell them to get underneath your feet COVID get underneath the people's feet right now in the name of jesus uh taste and smell from this COVID. I command you to come back, taste and smell, come back, sinus infections. I command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus. All those that are watching, they will have ears to hear. Just reach up and gar- grab your healing. Grab Jesus by the by that by, by that anointing. Well, grab his scarf right now. Because he said, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, Jesus is the door. He'll come in. He'll heal your body and he'll bless your finances in every area of your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you are blessed. And uh, at this time, like I say, send any prayer requests or any concerns and we'll uh, be checking on those comments. Have a blessed day. Enjoy this. I don't know if you can get some snow cream today because there's too much ice, but uh, be safe. Don't go out if you have to. If you need some assistance, call for help. main thing is call on Jesus. We love you and we'll see you next time at Word of Faith Worship Center, hopefully Wednesday night at Bible Study. If you don't have a church, we'd love to have you come join us. Be a part. The main thing is... Uh, Be blessed. Thank you for joining us. We'll see
0: you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center. I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is nigh unto thee in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this and I say yes to Jesus. Now if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the internet at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or wofwc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.